Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table podcast with PJ and Mike. Now, please find yourself a seat at their table. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Cool Kids Lunch Table podcast with PJ and Mike. I'm PJ. And I'm Mike. And today, Mike has no idea what we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> I'm going in blind. We're going in blind. So, uh, over the course of the last 29 episodes, you've surprised me with pop quizzes that I didn't know were coming. <laughs> you've tricked me into liking a U2 song. Ah. So today, um, I get my my revenge by making you go into an episode having no idea what we're going to be talking about. Yes, I, that that's... <laughs> That's a good recap, too, of the past 29 episodes. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. So today we're going to talk about, uh, well, uh, something called hypotheticals. And um, so to explain what a hypothetical is, there is an author. His name is Chuck Klosterman. If you're not familiar with Chuck Klosterman, he is uh, he's actually a very good author. He's written some books. He wrote a book called The 90s, which is an analysis of the uh, of pop culture in the 90s. Uh, that's a very good book. He wrote a book called Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, uh-huh. which is a series of uh, – uh, it's a series of, of comical essays that he wrote, uh, again, about pop culture. Uh, he wrote – he's written – you can see why I'm a fan, right, because it's all the stuff we talk about. He wrote a book called Fargo Rock City, which is a bit of a memoir, and uh, basically talks about what it was like being a, a metalhead and I think, North Dakota, like a, a Midwestern – state where heavy metal music isn't necessarily the most popular right um he's written some books about um just challenging people's beliefs and stuff Uh, he wrote a book about the deaths how um musicians and uh celebrities and stuff die not Mm. necessarily about the books but the cultural impact it has and things like that so it's a lot of stuff that we kind of talk about on the show which is why i'm a, a fan of of his works as an author, he also put out something called hypotheticals. Oh, okay. So what hypotheticals are, is essentially hypothetical situations. Um, he uh, calls it 50 questions for insane conversations. It's supposed to be like a conversation starter. Right. I see. Right. So basically the way this is going to work. Um, and I, I don't know how I fit um, like a childhood <laughs> memory into this. I really don't. Um, I'm sure we spoke about hypothetical. Oh, of course. I think that's, I think that's, um, uh, something we do as kids. Like, what would you rather do? Like, you know, like dog crap or like exactly out of the toilet bowl. (laughs) Right. We definitely did stuff like that. So I guess that's the childhood memory, but, um, but that's what this is. This is a series of oddball questions. And I'm going to ask you some of these questions that I have prepared here from this oh. hypothetical. Oh, and right. we're going to see what you would do in these scenarios. And yeah. to play fair, I will also chime in with what I would do in the, in the scenario. Okay. Okay. And, and we are going to be putting this episode out. Uh, probably is going to be what the, the 19th probably. So right. as we so as we know, but if we're on the 19th of October, we are getting awfully close to a, your big day. Yes. Yeah. So My I, wedding day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wedding day. So I have I have picked out to start. It's a scenario called Vampire Weekend. Okay. And I'm going to read it to you. 
and then we're going to get your tape. All right. It's the evening before your wedding. <laughs> Everything is going as planned, and you're spending the afternoon with some old friends chatting casually about old times. But suddenly, your spouse-to-be bursts into the room, and she's hysterical. And she insists that she's just seen a vampire. Right, right. So when you ask her what she means by seeing a vampire, she says she was looking out the window of the hotel, of the hotel room, and she can see into the apartment building across the street, and she sees a vampire, and she saw a man in a black cape bite a woman's neck and drink her blood. And she goes, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm certain it was real. Now, your, your perspective... Uh, your perspective and sober spouse is in a complete state of panic. So she's freaking out. Right. But she hasn't been drinking. Her, she's not right. on any drugs, completely sober, right. but she's just pleading with you to believe her story. Okay? Now, here we are. It's the day before your wedding. She's hysterical. And you're in a room with, uh, with all your friends. Right, right, right. Do you tell your spouse or your potential spouse that you completely believe <laughs> that she saw a vampire across the street drink some random person's blood while all of your friends are watching this crazy conversation. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think, I think I would just say, yeah, I think I would just, I think I would believe her. I think I would believe, believe her. I, I would just have, I would, I, it'd be very difficult. First of all, I made it would say, um, that's my fiance. She would say the first thing I can't. I'm not gonna be able to keep a straight face. You know what I mean? Because she always says, you know, uh, you know, I can't say anything to you without you laughing. Or, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't even say anything and I start laughing out of nowhere. She's like, what are you thinking about? So, I think in that moment, um, I would either crack a joke, you know, and be like, oh, I, you know, have have him come to the wedding, <laughs> have him over. You know what I mean? Um, I think I'm trying. I think more of my. You know, I'm trying to think of, you know, how my friends would react. You know, I think, you know, I don't know. I don't, I mean, you know how I'd react to this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be you wouldn't even be able to look at me without cracking up. We I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would probably I would probably be laughing through this. I mean, it would probably be crying, you know, because I know her. Um, and I would. Yeah, I think that'd be. That'd be really tough, man. You know, that'd be really tough, though. But I think no matter what, I think I would just probably start losing it. You know, I would just start laughing. I'd be like, no, 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 I really believe you. I get it. I get it. I'll get it. You know, I'll investigate. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I'll investigate. Now you're going across the street like you're Buffy the Vampire Slayer trying to hunt down a, a vampire the night before your wedding. Um, that I, If it was me and, and, and Jen said this to me, I mean, right. I would assume that she fell asleep watching supernatural again. Right, 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 right. It was like, no, it was probably just a, I, I don't think I could agree at that moment that there is a, a vampire across the street. I would probably be like, I think you fell asleep watching like supernatural. And it's probably just a dream. Right. Uh, you're, you're just, you can't possibly be that crazy. Right, right. <laughs> so. oh, well, no, it's funny you say about dreams. Amanda has the most, maybe our folks that who are listening, my Amanda has the most vivid um, dreams I've ever heard. You know what I mean? She can remember. They're like episodes. She can tell me this whole narrative. There's like a whole beginning, middle, and end. You know, for me, I, for me, when I, I, they're not as vivid. As, maybe I don't know. Maybe because I'm getting older, but until they're fragmented, I can only remember one part of it. Right. You know, the other day, um, 
Actually, I told this only the only recent gym I can remember recently was I just finished watching Breaking Bad, right? And then the have you seen it, PJ? Or I've seen some of it. I never really got into it. But I know the pro, the, the, the okay. Plot. So anyway, in, the, in my dream, I when I uh I was leaving work and then I got stopped by Hank, right? He's like the police officer in the show. Right. He stops me and he and he finds that I have I brought I'm bringing home like client like files, you know. I'm not really supposed to, but I was like, so I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna finish my paperwork at home. And he's like. Can't do it, man. You know, and he's like, I'm like, he's basically he's telling me I'm going to get fired. I'm like, what is this? I remember in the dream. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get married soon. I'm not going to have a job. And he calls Mike, the, the, basically like a hitman in the show. And he like, I meet him. He's like, now, Mike, what you did, that wasn't a good idea, Mike. And I'm just like, anyway, I'm freaking out. But a man is the one who has the most vivid dreams, bro. I mean, like she gets like, like those memes where they get up. You say when your wife has a, you know, a nightmare of you cheating on her right. and she gets mad at you. She does that to me. I'm like, I even know what I did wrong. I'm like, this is a dream. This is make-believe. This didn't happen. So I think her saying, I think I'd rather take the vampire thing because uh, I can't stand these dreams that she has. They're just so damn vivid, you know? That's funny. All right. Let's give you another one. You ready for number two? I'm ready. I'm down. This is a good one because I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Right, right, right. You are in a plane crash on the Andes Mountains. Oh, God. Kind of like the one from the from the movie Alive. Right, right, right. And uh, so now you crash, and you're going to be forced to consume human flesh of the people who died on impact. It's the only <laughs> food that you're going to have. Right. Um, but you know it's it's going to be a terrible experience, but you know it's the only way you're going to survive. Right, right, right. The good news for you is you don't know any of the victims, so you're eating straight. Oh, oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. perfect. You're yeah. not eating a friend. You're not eating a family member. <laughs> but you have to make a decision. Uh-oh. Would you rather eat a dead baby... Or would you rather eat a dead elderly person? Oh, my and God. Would finger play a role in the selection process? And how much would it bother you if it turns out that the meat's delicious and you love eating humans? Wow, 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 wow. Well, the first part was like either either a baby or an old person, elderly yes. person. Okay. Oh, man. I mean, I know my choice on this one. Right. I feel like, you know, I'm trying to keep it real here. Um, I mean, the baby's probably like fresh meat, you know, fresh cut meat. <laughs> And then elderly, I, I mean, you know, it might not be my man, be mainly just skin and bones, you know. I, but me personally, I'm 100% picking the baby. Right, 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 There's right. There's gonna be some good marbleization in the fat content on a baby. Right. It, I, I mean, you're not getting as much meat unless it's a pretty big baby, I guess. But I can't imagine eating old, the, the old right. people. It just right. sounds gross and dry. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you I, picking I, a baby or an old person ah that's right i don't know man that's really rough that's really rough oh part of me the, the baby sounds tempting i'm not gonna lie it sounds tasty you know but i feel like an old person you know i feel like for some reason this is gonna sound sick i feel like even though their skin might be like dry almost like for some reason i think about like old fried chicken that you have leaving your your like your uh refrigerator for a long time right. but i feel like their meat's gonna be like even though it's gonna be very cut it's like gonna be like very thin steak so it actually might like a you know like a very nice thin steak it might be very good you know so this now does does gender play a role oh are you more likely to eat I'll eat, I'm gonna eat a woman. I'm gonna eat a woman or, or a female baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I feel it's gonna. 
to have more like I don't know nutrients or flavor. I guess I can't picture eating it. I feel like we don't have like you know like we're just all like just you know muscle. I feel like you know when my the other day I have more of the, the you know like the natural like you know lipids and things like that. Uh. <laughs> and now does it bother you if you decide that the the human meat is delicious? Does that bother you or no? Are you happy that you think it's delicious, or are you freaked out that you think it's delicious? Uh, I think if we, we gotta play the American Psycho sign by like I'm a pretty sick guy. Um, I guess I guess in that moment I might just be like, you know, hey, if it tastes good, that's great. You know, would I be repulsed by myself? You know, I'm repulsed by myself to begin with, just in general. You know, my sick thoughts. And, uh, um, funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, this one's a little more risque. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Eating though, eating a child or <laughs> we have more than uh, you know, choosing more. between one or the other. Yeah, okay, more risque. Okay. <laughs> so, you're you're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You encounter a boulevard filled with homeless people, human waste, and dried blood. Okay. Right, right, right. There are fifty people just lying in the street, men, women, teenagers. Just homeless people. Right. All ages. Right, all, got it. all ages are plenty across the street. Right. It's the middle of the summer. So they're they're gross. They're hot. They're stinky. They're sweaty. None of them have been able to bathe because they're homeless. Um, there are a few that are, are, are drug addicts and straight up crackheads. Just right. bad shape. Right. They're right. all intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them um, have like some sort of uh, very right. apparent mental issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all very hungry and very desperate. Okay. Right. Now here's where it gets tricky. Suddenly, the universe uh, grants you an incredible capability. The universe right. bestows upon you a choice. Right. If you have unprotected intercourse, right, with any one of these individuals right there on the sidewalk in public. You will end worldwide homelessness forever. Within five years, there will never be a homeless person ever again. And everyone will know that it's because of you. you your selflessness <laughs> ended the homeless problem in America, in the world, not just not just America, the world. Right. OK. Right. And, and how many how many people have to have just one person or just everybody? One. Just got to pick one. OK. Oh, yeah, one. I would definitely do it. Wow, because wow. now, now if you elected not to do it, right. um, you, you don't get held accountable, and no one has to know that you didn't do it. Oh, okay. You're not going to get shamed into not ending homelessness. Right, so right, right. If you right. do it, you'll get. Right. If you do, you probably get divorced. But you, you right, right, right. Homelessness forever. Be it for a greater cause, man. Right. Um, so you would do it. You would just end homelessness. I think I would, man. You know, I try to be unselfish, and you know, I think Amanda would understand. I think she, you know, we're both, you know, uh, we'd like to help people for a living, so I, I think she would understand. You know, I'm a fairly nice guy. There right. would be homeless people forever. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm not getting any disease these people have. Right, well, I'm not getting them pregnant. I'm not try, you know, I'm just trying to. You don't know. Right, well, okay, okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Next we thing, all, a little crack baby running around. 
right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you got to deal with that. I'll try to like judge it. I'll be like, okay, they don't look too healthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah, uh, all right. Let's see. I just picture myself in like New York City, like in Times Square, where they those yep. where those steps are, those red steps. You know, yep. where, like, TRL used to be. I just picture myself doing that, and there's like a like a, some guy dressed up as like Sonic and Mario, like slap me five as like yes, help us. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Let's pick another one and see what we get. I don't know what this one is. I didn't look at this one. Oh, okay. It's titled Joey Six Pack. Joey Six Pack, got it. All right. Oh, uh, let's see. So I have no idea what this is gonna say. Got it. Who are placed in the unenviable position? Of having to compete for the right to stay alive. Right. You're going to be matched against a person of your own gender in a series of five events. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. I like an 800-meter run. Okay. A game of Scrabble. A three-round boxing match. <laughs> a debate over the legalization of late-term abortion. Scored <laughs> and officiated by reputable collegiate judges. And then the math portion of the SAT. Wow. Okay. In order to survive, you need to win three of these events. Right, right, right. And now keep in mind, your your opponent is also playing for their life also. Right, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. But you kind of get to pick your opponent. Right, okay. You can compete against a person selected at random. Right. Compete against someone who is exactly like you. Mm-hmm. If selected at random, the individual could be any age or skill level. So you might get an infant with Down syndrome. Right. right. Or you could get like an academic All-American linebacker from Notre Dame. Right. Gotcha. And if you pick the average human, uh, they're precisely your age and have an identical level of education. And the person will be a perfect cross-section of your particular demographic. Um, Average height and weight with a standard IQ with normative life experiences imaginable right so who are you selecting um and who do you feel that you are better uh, do you feel that you're better than an average version of yourself mm. you pick the uh who are you picking oh the rando okay the rando right um i just i don't think i would do very well with the rando like for some reason i feel like i'm gonna end up with like some kind of all-star athlete or something like that or some kind of pro boxer so I'll probably go against like almost like a mirror match. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I think I had the, I, you know, I feel like I, I know my own strengths and weaknesses. I think I would try to go against someone like me. Okay. See, I think I would pick. Rando. Rando. Yeah. Because here's what I'm thinking. I, I'm trying to break it down into thirds, right? Right, 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 right. I feel like there's three, there, there's really three options. I'm going to pick somebody who's better than me in these categories. Right. I'm going to pick someone who's worse than me in these categories, or I'm picking someone who's the same as me in the category, right? Right. So I figure if those are the three basic categories I get, that gives me a 33 and a third percent chance right. of which category I'm going to get. So one of those, if they're, if it's someone who's roughly the same skill set as me, right. I'm on par with the other choice anyway, but then I'm also giving myself a 33 and a third percent chance to get the Down syndrome, baby. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so... I think my odds are better mathematically choosing the rando. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that, that's a that's yeah, that's a strong that's a strong argument, man. I don't know. I think I think for me, you know, I I, I think I just know my myself so well 
know what I mean? And if I, if I had to, like, you know, this is for the debt, you know what I mean? You know, I feel like I, I feel like for me, if I'm weighing my odds, I'm like, okay, I know my own strengths, you know what I mean? I know if someone's going to be like me, you know, I think I, I think I could counter them, you know what I mean? All right. The logic is there. I get it. Because then you know right. what you're getting into. You right. know what and you're getting into. Right. And you said you have to take three out of those five events, right? Three out of those five, yeah. Three out okay. of the five. What were the events again? What so, is that? I got to see the ones. I know the ones, there's a running one. So here's where we're at. We're on an 800-meter run. Right. I'm, I'm never winning. It doesn't matter who I get. The down syndrome <laughs> baby is still beating me at the 800-meter run. Right. We know this. I'm not winning that one. There's a game of Scrabble in which I think I have a pretty good chance. Right. Scrabble. A three-round boxing match. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, you know. No, but you can get a lucky like, shot. You can, no, you can, right, right, right. Anyone, right. Can, anyone can get a lucky shot. Only yep. take one punch. Yep. A debate over the legalization of late-term abortion. I don't, it doesn't say what side you have to take on the debate. Right, okay. So, I mean, I think, I think I can come up with something. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the math portion of the SAT, which... I'm not passing. I'm not, I'm yeah. not winning that one. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm probably not going to do math. I'm going to cross that out. I have it written down. I'm not going to do yeah. math. I'm not going to win that one. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to, like you said, scrabble for sure. I think I have a chance. of. I'll, I'll take that one. I think I might right. win that. Oh, man. I'm not going to win the run. There's no way anyone my size is beating right. anyone. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking – for the run, even like I'm not, even though like I can run long distance, I can't go. I'm not good at sprinting, you know. Right. What I mean? So. So 800 like, meters. I don't know how long 800 meters. I, know. I feel like that's got to be a sprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even that, I don't think I could. You know, I don't yeah. know. So I might have to. Toot my, I feel like I might be able to somehow get a lucky shot in uh, in boxing. You know, do my uh, you know, my best I can to hang in there, and I feel like I could at least debate. If I could debate someone, I could I could win that debate. I got to use my wit, you know, the the running and the math. I'm out. I'm there's no way. Math, No way. Math. I cannot do. No no way. Not enough to beat someone else. No way. Um, There wasn't enough resource room in the in the universe to get me for a math test. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just not good. I'm not. uh, I got almost uh, on our SATs on our SATs. I got. I'm not ashamed to say this. Right, right. I got an 860. Oh, I got an 850, bro. Right there. I got a near perfect score on the English part. Wow. Okay. Near perfect. Which means I got 60 points on the math. Right, 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 right. That's how bad I am at math. Yep, yep. So I'm, not too, I'm not too far behind, man. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're not. You know, the math's not our thing. We're not going to win that challenge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know I ain't winning the run. So I have no choice but to fight in a boxing match for my life and try and win at Scrabble. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It, yeah. it kind of reminds me of, like, you ever see the Hunger Games? Not the Hunger I, I don't like, I don't, I, I never read the book. I meant to say, um, uh, I don't think, I don't like, I don't like the Hunger Games. The movie, the first, I only saw the first one. I thought the first, I know this is this kind of episode, but I thought the first Half hour of that film was great, and then I hated it. I couldn't get into point. it. I found it boring. Yes! Yeah, the beginning was great. The first 20, 25 yeah, you minutes. You get all into it, and you're expecting, and then, like, this is going to be crazy, and then it just tanks. Yeah, yeah. It became any other, uh, you know. Yeah. But um, you ever see uh, Squid Game? That's what I want. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm just kind of curious. Is there um, 
are any of those events you think you can last? I know some of them are team events. Was right. there any ones that you, you can, uh, you know, like what do you think the height is? Not the height stick. What is it called? Red light, green light. You know, Red what light about green. that one? You know, the first one. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you think Maybe. You can last in that one, I feel like I could last. I think I could. I think I actually could, that one. I think I'd actually kind of do. You know. But, you know, I'm just not good at the competition stuff. Right, right. What about the one you have to, like, eat the cookie out? You got to, like, get it out perfectly? Yeah, I might be able to handle that one. Right. <laughs> anything that anything that has, like, a, a physical right. element to it. Right. I'm not right. for it. I'm not right. for it. I don't have, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, say hyper, I guess hyper is, like, is just, I guess, like, these are quick fire. Yeah. Right. So, yes. it's said, okay, I like right. it. Mm-hmm. Just quick fire. It's supposed to be conversation starters. This is a fun one. This is a quick one. Do it. Your your best friend is taking a nap on the floor in your living room. Right. And now again, the universe uh, presents to you a bizarre existential problem. Right. Y- your friend is gonna die unless you kick them as, right. while they're sleeping as hard as you can in the rib cage. Right. <laughs> so if you don't kick them in the rib cage, they're never gonna wake up. They're just dead. Right. But here's where it gets tricky. If you if you do it to save their life and you kick them in the ribs, you can't tell them why you kick them in the ribs. If you ever tell your friend, I kick you, they die anyway. Wow. They can never know. So what excuse would you tell your friend as to why you kick them in the ribs when they ask? I don't know. Just I'll probably just something like you know, like just like you're you're, you're like like that face you make while you're sleeping. It's just like oh, uh, you know. I just felt like kicking you right. In the, you just look like a like just, just like just, doing it. Just like I just felt like doing it. it just like just it was an open shot. I had to take it. You know, it's like Queen Kresge. You know, you, you, know? Miss, <laughs> you know, you miss a hundred percent of the chances you don't uh, take. You know, so I had to take that shot. Mm-hmm. I read this one right, and and here's why I I asked this one. This is why I pulled this one out when I saw it. Because I said the same thing. I would just say, I felt like doing it. I couldn't not do it. Right. And and I don't know if it's because we're guys. Maybe it would be different. I, I don't know. Right. There's a good chance where if I saw a friend sleeping on the floor. Right, that, right, right. That I might kick them anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. For that reason that I thought it would be funny. Right. Um, I remember years ago um, – I was at a, a party. It was like a house party. Right. And um, it was it was in it was in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we were all kind of crammed into a bunch of different rooms. A, a friend of ours um, at the time had a, a bed and breakfast that is that his family owned. Right. So we would go there in the summer and, and like spend the weekend or whatever. Right. And a bunch of us would crash in all the rooms. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember that in that at that time, in the middle of the night, I mean, I was drunk, but. I woke up and for no reason just punched my sleeping friend for no reason. Right, right, right. right. Thought it would be funny. And he woke up. He's like, well, you just punched me. And I laughed and went back to sleep. So all of these things, right, some of these other cards have had like these really like, I don't know how I would, I don't know what I would do in this situation, but this seems like an easy one, right? Doesn't this one seem decidedly easy because you might do that anyway? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. All of these had like these tough choices, and on this one, I'm like, I would just tell my friend I felt like doing it, and my friend would be like, "All right, right, right. <laughs> that, that that tracks." Yeah, that, that tracks. 
I remember like a couple of years ago, I went to uh, my friend's bachelor party. We like rented like an Airbnb upstate, you know, and I was with Rossi, you know, and him and I were basically like roommates. We got stuck sleeping in the living room, you know, and I guess our anxiety got the best of us because we we're like, you know, we're kind of like the middle of the woods kind of thing. And right. like we have no protection. We have no you know, guns. We got no bats. Right. So he starts going like it was like a movie. Like first it's like. You know, I'm like, all right, good night, bro. And like, all right, good night, Mike. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you still awake? I'm like, I am, you know? And then we have, like, life to life. Then we have, like, a life talk. And then he's like, you know, I'm feeling like, like I feel like we can get attacked here, you know? So, like, dude, we end up trying to find weapons to protect ourselves just in case something happens, you know? <laughs> so Brian pulls – he just starts walking around. And he, all of a sudden, he just picks up an empty wine bottle, and he's practicing, like, wielding it if someone was coming. He's like – and I think I think I, I I forgot I think I was looking for like a uh, like a knife in the kitchen you know, but uh yeah it kind of reminded me of like in Pulp Fiction when like Bruce Willis is looking for like a weapon you know to right. take yeah. out uh, the guys and everything Zed and all that stuff so it kind of felt the same way but good one Let's see. we're we're just under thirty minutes I'll ask maybe one or two more we'll go yeah through. yep I think these are pretty funny though this one's called the dress code right so you and and this is actually pretty appropriate for the both of us because we both have jobs where we work in an office so yeah work in an office and you're performing a job that you find satisfying and it compensates you adequately mm -hmm. the company that employs you is suddenly purchased by an eccentric millionaire who plans to immediately raise each person's salary by five percent and extend an extra week of vacation to all full-time employees however the owner intends to enforce a somewhat radical dress code Every day, men have to wear tuxedos t with uh, with tails a t and a top hat. And during the summer months, male employees will be allowed to wear a gray three-piece suit on casual Fridays. And women must exclusively wear formal wear, preferably ball gowns and prom dresses. But you'll be given an annual $1,500 stipend to purchase necessary garments. But the money can only be spent on work-related clothing. And the new regime starts in three months. Would you continue to work there or would you seek employment in a different company? Hmm. I, do they, they, I have to pick up my own outfits, right? My own tuxedos and that kind yeah, of stuff. So I you gotta pick do that. Out your own tuxedos, your own thing. You have to go to like, I guess, uh, men's warehouse and start buying tuxes because you got to wear a tux every day. Right. Uh, part of me, I'm not going to lie, especially if they're going to they're gonna pay for some of those, basically, yo, those uniforms. I think yeah. I would do it, man. You think you would I mean, do it? I, I think, I don't know. I think just for the spectacle of it, just seeing my coworkers and, you know, in dresses and me walking around with a tail, you know, like I feel like I'm playing piano or something like that. I think I think I might, I, I say that now, I don't know. But part of me was almost intrigued, you know, if I liked working there, you know what I mean? If those things are benefit, but. Um, so, so I can assure you that I would find a new job because I wouldn't want to wear that. So in our job, um, not anymore because now we're mostly remote and kind of yeah. high, but mostly remote. But we used to go to, to the office every day. And we had uh, – I, I don't know if you call it a program or whatever, but it was to raise money for charities, right? Right. You could pay $5 to wear shorts. So yeah. it, it was a business casual environment, but if you paid yeah. $5, you could wear shorts instead of yep. having to wear dress pants. Yep, yep. And I went through so much money. <laughs> because I did not want to wear pants, so I would just keep paying $5 to wear shorts. Right, right, right. I can assure you, I, I had to go to the office today uh, right. for the first time in a while, 
And I was like, there's no way I can put on anything with a button. I can't right. do it. So I wound up going in like track pants and a motorhead t-shirt. Like I couldn't bring right. myself right. to, to wear anything other than like non-work attire clothes. I, I've been conditioned through the pandemic and right. from home to be comfortable. There is zero chance I could go and be uncomfortable every day. Yeah. You just remind me when I was, uh, um, I went to Nassau Community College. I remember my professor, his name was Professor Cohen. Um, I had him for uh, like, it's called like public, like public, public speaking, basically. Right. He was very, he was a very funny guy. He actually used to have like really bad OCD. He used to tell us, tell us stories about him, like having panic attacks on like, he was like a germaphobe too, like going on subways. Oh my God. They were so hysterical. But he used to work at Briarcliff, and I think now Briarcliff is now gone. Yeah, I went to Briarcliff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was a business school. So I think back in the day, you had to wear business attire, Yep. right? And he said at one point, the college, they, they wanted more enrollment, and they did a survey. They asked people, blah, blah, blah. and then one of the reasons why they had low kids were saying, I really can't afford you know, business attire, and you know, or I'm embarrassed, I don't want to wear the same outfit every day kind of thing. So yep. they lifted it. But here's the thing I just thought was – which is interesting. He said once they lifted the uh, dress code, they noticed an increase in like – I'll say vandalism. Like people – there was drawing on the desk. There's more paper on the floor, you know. So it's interesting how that is. But anyway, it just reminded me of that. But but if we had ball gowns and all that and top hats like Dumb and Dumber, I'd be definitely down for that. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Briarcliff, I, I was more of an – uh, an art student and a business student. I went for web oh, design oh. and when I went for web and graphic design, but when you went for that, they made you take fine art classes also. So I had to take like figure drawing. I had to do photography, all that kind of stuff. Right. right. So I, I wasn't really in all the business classes. So the, the people that I went to the class with were, um, were artsy folk, you know what <laughs> I mean? And, um, and artsy folk don't have it. I shouldn't say all artsy people, but a lot of people that are very, very into the arts aren't necessarily a business casual type of person because mm-hmm. it, it's too not unique, like not it's not expressive enough in their own way. And if you're like a person who's big into art, you're usually trying to express yourself in different ways. Yeah. And it's almost like putting that person in a box. Yes. Have them wear, you know, a business casual attire. And and uh so yeah, I always I I know that the business people there did yep. have to wear business casual, the students, everyone, and and they did change it. But I, I think part of that is they expanded into being more than a business school, and you you can't put an artsy person necessarily yep. in a in a tuxedo yep. every day. It just because they won't feel expressive enough. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Let's see, we're we're at like thirty five minutes. Maybe we'll do one more. One more, PJ. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's see if we can get a good one. Hold on. Let's see. I'm going to just pick a random one and hope for the best. Let's see. All right. This one's called The Dream VCR. Oh, okay. All right. We like to talk about movies and stuff. This might be an appropriate one to end on. So it says, at long last, someone invents the Dream VCR. This machine allows you to tape an entire, oh, look at this, an entire evening's worth of your own dreams. Oh. talking about this <laughs> and then you can watch it at your leisure however the dream vcr will only allow you to use this device if you agree to a strange caveat when you watch your dreams you must do so with your family and closest friends uh-uh. and they get Damn to watch it. your dreams along with you 
And if you don't agree to this, you can't use the VCR. Would you still do it? Absolutely the fuck not. No, I can't, man. <laughs> not Damn even. It. Here, I'm like, oh, man, some of those uh, old school wet dreams and everything. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> nope, we won't be, we won't fire be doing up, that. Fire up that VCR. Uh, absolutely Damn. not. That VCR, whoop, nope, going right back into the storage with the other VCRs. Yeah, not going to happen. Uh, I know I'm thinking, like, that doesn't sound like a terrible thing. And then, nope, no. nope. Uh, that was an easy one. We might do one more then because that one was just so easy. Let's see. Oh, this is called Kicking the Clydesdale. Okay. It says, let's assume a fully grown, completely healthy Clydesdale horse has his hooves shackled to the ground while his head is held in place with a thick rope. Right. He's conscious and standing upright, but he's completely immobile. Right. So now let's assume that for some reason, every political prisoner on Earth, as cited by Amnesty International, right. will be released from captivity. If you can kick the horse to death in fewer than 20 minutes, and <laughs> you're allowed to wear steel toe boots. Would right. you attempt to do this to free these political prisoners? Um, <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> that poor horse. You know, I just think of the Budweiser horses. You know, I just feel like just going like wailing it, man. Uh, you know? You're going to kick the horse to free the political prisoners? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's one of those crazy things, you know, like, how do you feel this person? I kicked the horse to death. I don't know. <laughs> so for me, because I dislike so many humans. Right. And and I love all the animals. There is my, my immediate reaction to this question is that I have to find a way to free this horse. I can't. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horse tied up, let alone kick it with a steel toe boot to save some political prisoner that I've never met. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're rotten in prison for the rest of their life. I'm saving the horse. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. Uh, of course, you know, you know, it's my sick mind right now. Isn't it funny how like your impulsive thoughts or your intrusive thoughts kind of just yeah. take over? That curiosity just kind of takes, you know. I would take the steel toe boots mm-hmm. and I would find the person who tied up the horse and kick them. And mm-hmm. I would, I would then tie them up and kick them to death with the steel toe boot mm-hmm. before I would kick that poor horse. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And all those people would stay in prison for the rest of their lives. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, man, I'm a bad person because I'm not saving the political prisoners and I didn't end homelessness. Right. <laughs> I let, and I ate a baby. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, we're man. a couple of great guys here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. I am not, I am not a good human, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyway... These were hypotheticals. I enjoy it. It can remind me, it, this book came out in the 90s, you said? Uh, this came out, I think. Oh, you said 2010. You said 2010. Yeah, I think 13. early 2000s. I, that's when this one was copyrighted, so it might have been before then. Right. I'm sure it's not a first okay. printing, so it's probably right. 2000s, I'm guessing. Right. Because if some of these questions, I could feel like, you know, these are like ones you would see like on a uh, Cards Against Humanity, you know, yeah, but they yeah, yeah. turned up a notch. So this is like, this guy kind of paved the way. Maybe for those yeah. games. But I, I thought this was uh, – so when I saw it, what this was, right, and I came across it, I said, well, I mean, a podcast is all about just talking. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I'm like, well, this makes sense. This is be a whole talking episode of, of like, just different stuff that we don't normally talk about. So I, I And I got to tell you, I laughed a lot. So I, 
Yeah, and I, what, I, what, I, what I like what I like about it is is uh, how old this guy really took his time thinking about these scenarios. That's what yeah. I like, you know. Yeah, this so. guy created all of these scenarios. He had a right, and there's a there's a lot. Like, look at the stack of these. Yeah, yeah. I did like put in some work. Mm-hmm. You kind of like wonder what's up with that guy's mind. Yeah, I would like to see this guy play like Cards Against Humanity. You know. Yeah. Something really extreme, but um, I enjoyed it, PJ. And I think this, I think we should do this game when we have more folks on one day. Yes. You know, get a whole uh, uh, whack pack with us. You yes, know? I, who's, I, who's, I, who's I, really I, the and then we'll vote at the end who's the sickest person. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. We should do that. There's a ton of these questions. We could take one at the end of every time we have a guest, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think, I think that's a good idea. And I think some of our uh, our previous guests would be. Would be oh, great cool. at this. I, I definitely think we've had some some folks on that would really. And yeah, a lot of our friends are sick people, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we should have our wives on day one day too. Yeah. Just, you know, see see what kind of sickos we we married. You know, so <laughs> it was really crazy. Well, but then they get to find out what kind of sickos they married. So I don't. <laughs> well, well, anyway, um, I don't have anything else for today's episode. I don't know if you do. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh. Uh, we have the cool kids table, and maybe say this is the freak table, so. <laughs> uh, so you know where to find us freaks, uh, the same time, same table. Make good choices, have a good one, kids. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get detention.